Coming to theaters January 26th. Left Behind. Rise of the Antichrist. Was it the rapture? Yes. I saw it happen. After millions of people vanish and the world falls into chaos, a charismatic leader rises to become head of the United Nations. How do we know who we can trust? Trust God. Starring Kevin Sorbo, Neil McDonough, and Corbin Burnson. Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. This film is not rated but suitable for ages 13 and up in theaters for four days only beginning January 26th. Go to leftbehindmovie.com. confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Um, And a number of years ago, you know that across the Kevin McCullough platforms, there was a big emphasis that I made on um, beginning to include more female voices into the discussion, Um, and uh, maybe more so than anywhere else in talk radio, uh, for the very, I felt like, important reason at the time that uh, if if guys were just talking to guys, it's just like an all boys club uh, on talk radio that you're you're really missing out on ha- at minimum half the discussion, and and many times you're missing out on its most important wisdom that can be uh, brought to the discussion, as my bride proves to me on a regular basis. Um, my next guest uh, was a part of that class and has come all the way through, uh, but she was also a very good friend of someone that we're remembering as well, and she has been fighting for women's rights uh, ever since. She's a member of the Independent Women's Forum, and she rejoins us. Kelsey Bowler is her name. I sometimes have wondered, you know, how other people feel about it, and it was kind of cool to hear my bride just yesterday um, telling somebody about all of the talented uh, women that Kevin has on the show. And I just, I feel very blessed to have uh, the kind of the brain trust that we have here. And um, we're going to talk about Bree Payton, who was also kind of a, a uh, founding member of that class uh, here as well. But I want to I go to uh, this issue first, and that is there are a bunch of bills that are slated to be coming forward, whether it's in the Congress or in uh, state uh, assemblies, that are all pushing the LGBTQ agenda further, harder, deeper, stronger than we have seen in the past. And a big piece of that is something that you've been talking about nonstop for the last year or so, which is this uh, uh, transgenderism issue. And just the last time you were with us, you you made a very, it struck me when you said it, a statement where you said, Kevin, I'd like to be able to tell you that we've made progress in the school districts and in other areas as it as it deals with these issues. But you said, actually, it's continuing to get worse. Here at the beginning of 23, looking ahead for what women are facing and what girls are facing in the year to come, what's your assessment of where we are and kind of what we need to know, think about, and react to as we go forward? This is happening on two fronts. One, you just mentioned, through legislation, we know the LGBT activists who are very well-funded are putting forth a number of pieces of legislation, both on the state and the federal level, Um, a piece of legislation that comes to mind that uh, officially became policy in, in reality in California is it's the, the state of California is now a sanctuary uh, for children to get these um, 
so-called gender affirming treatments and surgeries. This is pretty terrifying. Um, parents in other states don't feel that they have protection over their kids. If they travel to California, they can seek these medical procedures. And we know what happens in California does not stay in California. Mm -hmm. So we very much can expect that type of legislation to be introduced at the federal level. Luckily, uh, Republicans have control of the House, although it doesn't appear they have any control over anything uh, right now. Uh, but there is some hope that, you know, these uh, very radical pieces of legislation can be stopped. But it's also important for everyone to understand uh, these actions are also being taken quietly behind the scenes in our schools, in our local communities, in our libraries, where uh content that, in my opinion, is not age appropriate for any young children is being introduced to them. Um, policies are being pushed inside school districts without parental knowledge or consent. And so this is absolutely an uphill battle uh, that parents and conservatives and anyone <laughs> who cares about protecting children um, need to be mindful of in this new year. There's a lot more work that needs to be done, and that starts with exposing and educating people on what's actually happening uh, both in public and behind the scenes. Yeah, well, that's well said. And I do think that, um, you know, there was a certain degree of firestorm that some of these issues created for the 22 elections um, and may have played a role in taking back the House. It certainly played a role in those 50 something school districts where school board members were bounced. Uh, for putting this stuff in uh, on the on the local level, you saw a lot of radicals get fired from school boards, and moms and dads took their places. Um, but it, I sense that there are larger forces at work here than just an occasional school board officer here or there, or um, you know, one or two rogue people uh, trying to advance this. What does the scope of the opposition look like? How big is it? Are there organized groups pushing it? What do we know about the organization behind it thus far? This is really a billion dollar industry. There are so many profit motives to continue putting children on puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones that at times it feels insurmountable to fight against. And that is part of the reason it is so difficult to change perspectives on this because the medical profession is so dug in in part because they are captured by the profit motives once you hook a child on puberty blockers it is very likely that they're going to go on to cross-sex hormones and from there they will be sewn into the medical industrial con complex they will have doctor's appointments for their entire lifetime due to the many side effects that these drugs entail and so the profitability structure of the gender complex is um, a huge issue that we face and i think the most important piece new piece that we're going to see in fighting that is lawsuits i really hope um, this new year brings new lawsuits from children who are now young adults who were wrong uh, wronged and uh, mistreated by these medical providers who took an oath to do no harm yeah no that's the real shame in all of this is that you have children that have been caught in the in the crosshairs here made um, kind of unchangeable decisions uh, and once the physical damage is done to the body uh, it can't be replaced it can't be undone and I would hope that our leaders would get out in front of this and understand the permanence 
of what uh, being tolerant on this issue is creating and the the real damage. But, Kelsey, I've got a really bad feeling that the left just doesn't much care about kids. Um, once you started talking about profit motives and everything, you know, I, I'm, I'm saying, is this is this how medicine is determined uh, anymore? And I know for many conscientious doctors that I interact with, it's not. But it is it is a really scary thing to think that my child becomes a lab rat for somebody trying to get rich off of, uh, you know, these drugs. It's it's just really hard to deal with. Yeah, we really need to see more bravery from medical professionals. And I understand how difficult of an ask that is, because really in speaking out against puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones for children under 18, they are putting their jobs and their livelihoods on the line. Um, it is not easy to speak out against this, but these types of voices are so needed. Um, we have seen in Europe, the tide has shifted. Uh, the research and the studies that we have on children who underwent these types of treatments and procedures uh, show there's no um, there's no justification for putting children on this. There's no there's no benefits, especially in the long term, and. Unfortunately, the United States is pretty bar far behind some of country, some of these European countries who have shut down many of their gender clinics and changed the way that they're treating these children, prioritizing mental health over prescribing children puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones mm -hmm. after a 30-minute appointment uh, with, with someone from Planned Parenthood. I'm not exaggerating. Uh, if you don't believe me, that's actually what's happening. And you can hear more about that in um, the case of Kat Cattison, who we featured on Independent Women's Forum's Identity Crisis series. Yeah. Um, so the medical community played a big part in this, and they can be a big part of the solution um, if in the new year, they do come out and, you know, acknowledge that the research, the, there's nothing out there to justify this for children. Real briefly, uh, Kelsey, I want to touch on the four-year anniversary of the passing of Bree Payton. She uh, was a guest on my show before you were. In fact, I ended up meeting you because of her, and we have been able to do great work ever since then. But it does seem hard to believe that it was four years ago that Bree was taken from us so tragically. Yeah, her voice is so missed. I uh, selfishly think about all the projects I would have been doing with her. We co-hosted a podcast together and that was, you know, we were both very young in our careers. You know, so much has changed in four years. Um, I can only imagine what she would have been doing now and uh, sort of to have, have that sidekick as a woman in conservative media. I, I miss that camaraderie so much. She was such a beautiful figure, uh, both in her private life and in her public life, uh, she really put her money where her mouth was, volunteering at pregnancy uh, centers, always putting her faith and family first. Um, so, you know, she, she, I, I named my daughter's middle name after her because I do want to keep her memory alive. And there's so much that I continue to admire about the way she lived her life every day. Yeah, that's well said. Kelsey, we're grateful for you and thank you for a great 22. And we look forward to helping you fight the good fight in 23. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away.